0: That's right, Chuck. Hello there, Assemble. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. 99 Nerds, this is Austin featuring. Sh- wrong camera, Sean! Jonathan. It's the two of us for now. And we are here today with episode 32 to give you guys a review of Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yay! It was about a week and a half ago that we saw it in theaters on opening night. Sean treated us to a birthday celebration. Birthday
1: weekend. And, Tradition, uh, we all go to the movies. I buy 20-something tickets.
0: Classic Sean And stuff. we go see a movie together. And we went and saw Quantumania. And we wanted to get together last week to talk about it, but some of us were sick. David had massive diarrhea, per use, and we skipped it to this week, but... That being said, uh, we took the time to do a little bit more digging, reading up, and learning about what we saw in Quantum Mania. So, Sean, what yeah. happened in Ant-Man Quantum Mania? Um, our hero Scott Lang unwittingly
1: gets sucked into the quantum realm. Sure does. But this time, he's not alone. Oh, he's with his daughter, right? His girlfriend. Yeah. I guess she's his girlfriend i think yeah i mean they're together there's no they're, doubt about that i don't know if they're married though i don't think so um and then his girlfriend's mom and his girlfriend's dad just your typical scenario yeah so of like how quantum. you and your wife you know met met you kind of got drawn into a pit you had a hard time getting out of
0: wow that pretty but much that's how true love you. starts I guess so. Um, yeah, so I think what we'll do here is we'll give you guys kind of like a good rundown of the movie, um, general thoughts, and then second half of the episode, we'll dig more into some some heavy spoilers. spoilers. So you can hang around for a little bit, and then we'll give you a warning that we're about to deep dive into the spoilers. Uh, Sean, sure. I guess we'll start off. What did you think about this movie? Well, I'll say this, because I don't want to be a pessimist. Dang. I know
1: on this show, I tend to be poo-pooing a lot of things that I'm not a huge fan of. Maybe you're just the only one who knows what's going on. Well, at the same time, I think I'm more of a a deep thinker. Right, right. When I tear something apart, I do it eloquently. Oh, my God. <laughs> Surgically. Yeah. Um, I can't just say oh, I didn't like it. I have to tear it to shreds. Wow. But um, I'll say this. I had a good time watching the movie. I found the movie entertaining. Yeah. That said, I don't think it's a good movie. Sure. I think it's got too many problems and holes in its plot to
0: be a good movie sure so what do you think on your one to five rating i'm gonna give it a three out of five or six out of ten that's me
1: all right i did think it was better than black adam that all things concern all uh, things considered
0: yeah me too um i see although i'll be
1: honest the more i think about black adam the more i might actually like it oh my gosh it's so stupid
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty rough. This movie was classic, (laughs) classic Austin. Coming out of the theater, I loved the movie. I absolutely loved it. Well, yeah, you know, I felt like I had a lot of
1: negative things to say, and I felt like I couldn't say them because you were were so happy. I was so happy. I was so hyped. Um, Movies can do that, though. That's the best part about seeing a movie is like you walk out and you're like,
0: you're just on a dopamine high. I, yeah, I don't get out much, so you oh throw gosh. me into a theater it's like that you to watch lot. Paul Rudd be Ant-Man. And I love how at the end of it, I was like, what do you say, guys? Because we saw it opening night. Yeah, 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 It was like, what, a 7.30 showing? Seven? Yeah. And... Uh, I said to your brother, I was like, what do you guys say? Should we stand out in the hallway and ruin it for everybody else? That's who's, our favorite tradition. Who's walking into the theater? Every single time we go see a movie. He goes, it's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> so there we were in the lobby, just talking about all this yeah, spoilers well, Really well, loudly. All these people
1: for the 10 o'clock showing, midnight showing, are walking right past yeah. us, getting their Cokes. And then room.
0: your other brother, Noah, just like classic, be like, I can't believe they killed Ant-Man. <laughs> it's like, just vintage Noah. Um, they didn't kill Ant-Man. I really yeah that's not a spoiler that's just noah uh i really enjoyed the movie yeah there were a couple aspects of this movie that i thought that they knocked it out of the park oh, okay um but then more reflection of like yes it was very funny yes it was very entertaining and the one thing that i think they did the best at was it was so uh creative yeah sure the world they created was so creative But you're right, there was a lot of plot holes. There was a lot of things that just were not explained Mm. or were purposely held from the audience so that they could have a bigger reveal later when Mm. if you just revealed the information from the start, none of this would be so complicated. Sure. With that being said, what did I give it? I wrote it down. I'm gonna give it a 7.4 out of 10.
1: 74% out of 100.
0: Yeah, and it's it's mainly because I found it very humorous. I laughed out loud multiple times I mean, Ant-Man is just such a goofy character, and oh. they, they do that very well. Um, it was funny. It, they didn't sacrifice stuff for the jokes, for the most part. Love and Thunder fell flat on a lot of its jokes. This yeah. one did not. This one didn't. The jokes were great. Uh, I think a couple of characters, they probably tried to go a little too hard with the jokes. Yeah, maybe and, a little... Uh, um, there was a couple of characters that started off funny, and then by the end, it's like, all right, just stop talking, like, no more. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad I saw it.
1: Well, it's, uh, to kind of go with your knock it out of the park analogy. It's like it had a few home runs, yeah,
0: but it didn't get enough bases to win. That's literally the perfect analogy for this movie. Oh, thank you. And that'll wrap it up. There you go. (laughs)
1: Well, I'll run through the, the summary of the movie. Like what, what the viewer can know going in that'll help them follow along. The, um, character scott lang ant-man is now kind of a little bit of an international celebrity or at least a sure at least a minor celebrity in the world of the mcu yeah he had just finished writing his own book mm-hmm. he's doing guest appearances on shows and he is doing you know uh book signings and yeah. and he's attending red carpet events he's he's having um he's experiencing the life of somebody who saved the world and is a hero and right he, he's he's enjoying life right and uh, what could go wrong right mm. well there is something that can go wrong it turns out his daughter cassie is starting to get herself into some trouble right. with the law he's got to bail her out of jail and um looks like she's kind of having some of that kind of teen angst like you know i don't want to listen to my dad i don't want to i'm too cool for school right too cool for school mm. and i don't want to deal with any of that so they kind of want to have a a talk about it but the problem is that there's a little bit of some family tension going on right. that um, has been building over the last couple of years since everybody returned from the snap mm-hmm. namely uh, Scott and his daughter Cassie there's some tension there right? because he was gone for five years right? and then there's also Hope played by Evangeline Lily the Wasp mm-hmm. and her mother Janet mm-hmm. who has also been recently returned from the quantum realm right? But that was after like 30 years. So there's this yeah. huge gap they have in their relationship. And it's all starting to kind of come up to the surface. You know, the, 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 the phase where, oh my gosh, they're back. You're, you're back. It's so good to see you. That's, that started to wear off. Right. And now people are starting to not be happy with each other. And so they're getting into fights at the dinner table and getting into arguments. And uh, it's in the trailer. They go down into the basement because Cassie has been working with Hank Pym and, learning a few things about quantum technology and um, Ant-Man's technology. So she develops some sort of device that would communicate with the quantum realm. Mm -hmm. She activates it because she wants to show it off to everyone. But, oh, no. The inciting incident. Oh, no. It triggers something on the other side (gasps) that then they don't really explain this very well, do they, in the movie? It somehow just drags them down into the quantum realm. Yeah. I don't think they ever explained how that works like why that did that they explained who was behind it but not how oh, it happened okay yeah so they are all trapped in the quantum realm they actually get separated mm-hmm. scott is with his daughter janet hope and hank pym are all together right their family unit so they're separated so their mission the the plumb line of the film is twofold one they have to find a way to get back to each other to kind of regroup, and two, they all got to find a way to get out of the quantum realm. Right. But the quantum realm is full of danger. It's not just like a tiny uh, environment with like little tiny little atoms and tiny little yeah. microscopic organisms. It turns out there's an entire civilization down there that has been secretly living. Yeah. And uh, weirdly enough, it's mostly humans. Right. That's a little uncreative. Right. And like you kept saying, it's it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know how Star Wars is supposedly like ostensibly a big like galactic community and yet you see a lot of humans everywhere. Every once in a while you see a weird alien but it's mostly humans everywhere which is a little uninspired. This movie has that but like times 10 (laughs) because it has really 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 weird characters and creatures out there and so every time you see some just actor, just Mm -hmm. some dude walking around having conversations with the other characters, it's a little distracting.
0: Sure. Yeah, I... I kind of think back to like um, Star Wars: Last Jedi with the Canto Bite um, scene with sure. uh, Rose and, and Finn, and it's like that Star Wars opportunity to say like, "Here's a new planet we have nothing about." Here's a yeah. Here's a, a group of aliens we have never seen. Here is something you've never experienced before in Star Wars, and uh, I, I feel like they did a really really good job creatively, creativity, creative wise, of introducing this world um that being said in in hindsight looking through it visually it was very uh creative i thought that the i thought the characters that they introduced and the alien races that they introduced were uh, or the quantum races that they introduced were creative quantum races but it's a good description for them oh yeah quantum races yeah but i think that What they succeeded with creative wise, in my mind, they did not succeed with uh, complexity. Um, It's almost like they complexity. Yeah, because I feel like the quantum realm could be the most complex thing that Marvel dives into. Sure. And and instead, they made it very simple. And when you think about the
1: idea of a quantum realm, quantum physics is obviously Mm -hmm. the token word. That's like the stage where physics starts to break down. Right. And we're getting into the most primal ingredients of just how the different forces Mm -hmm. of nature work. And so it is a little bit weird when they're just kind of walking around goofy environments. Yeah. In fact, I felt like a a movie recently pretty much sucked the wind right out of the sails of Quantumania, which was the Disney film Strange World that came out a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting the sense while watching Quantumania that the quantum realm you know it's colorful it's creative it's alien Mm -hmm. but so is strange world Mm. and the plot and just the dynamic of these characters traveling really just felt too similar to me Gotcha. and the other thing that was a little frustrating was the characters are like egregiously incurious yeah they kind of walk around and go ooh ah and then after that they don't care yeah and i had to, i hate to compare another movie to the way of water but again you get into this idea of like you you know you should be in perpetual awe right oh my gosh right. like winona ryder yeah at, at the on the stage just like losing her mind you know and and yet it's just kind of humdrum, and they're just wandering around making like quips at each other. It's yeah. It's like they're walking down the street of San Francisco. It doesn't seem like they're in a crazy alien world, right? Also, everybody speaks English again. Well, part of that was
0: because they drank the goo.
1: Ah, uh, yes, the goo. They do have an explanation for that. A little bit
0: of a spl- we don't have to. We don't have to get too much into goo. that right now. Drink the drink the goo drink, the goo. <laughs> drink um, the goo. I yeah. I just think that there was a lot of complex things going on in this movie that they just were like. Oh yeah, they're just the complex things are happening. Yeah, like oh that the ants are smart. Um, oh yeah, we're just beaming down to the quantum realm, and like they they almost. Um, Here is what I think. I think that Marvel is in this tough place of you and me are are intellectually invested in the MCU so much. This was the thirty first MCU movie. Oh my gosh! So at this point, there are which was kind of a cool Easter egg because of. 31 Flavors, Baskin-Robbins, Ant-Man. Are you sure employee. it's 31? That's what uh, I just heard <laughs> from a guy on YouTube. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. And uh, so like you and me are 31 movies deep intellectually. And like, I want Marvel to keep digging into like the lore of what is the quantum realm? What happens in the comics? Like, you know, what is the deeper thing that's going on here? But what they suffer with is they are also still try to actively onboard people to the MCU. Okay. Like, oh, this this is just your first movie seeing. OK, that's fine. Like, we're just going to like, don't worry about what's going on here. Don't worry about going like, what's going on there. Or like, we're not going to dive too much into this character's development. We're not going to dive too much into the backstory. It's because, like all in the background. Yeah, It's, it's blurry background. Right. Whereas like at this point, 31 movies deep, I want like more hardcore details and like I hardcore. I want to taste the quantum realm. I want to smell the quantum realm. Right. But they're trying to still bring people into the fold. So they're kind of at this weird point. And I don't know if this is kind of an indicator of how Marvel movies are going to be moving forward where it's kind of like not intellectually challenging. They're they're, um, yeah. They're, it's almost like they're,
1: they're tour buses. That's a, yeah. Like jump on this tour bus and I'm going to show you the same sites and give you just the most shallow surface level explanation of them. Yeah. But keep going. Right. It's like the Jaws ride where Jaws comes out and the guy shoots (laughs) Jaws with his like fake gun, but he has to
0: do that like 50 times a day. So it's like, it's not that exciting anymore. I think that was a great explanation though. It's, it does feel a little shallow. It's super entertaining. It's hilarious. I was crying, laughing at parts, but it also felt kind of shallow. Visually appealing, but not very deep and that is my general idea of the whole movie A short time later
1: Yeah, but I feel like that guy's really bringing down the The podcast and there's a lot of things he's doing that are kind of annoying and distracting and like off. oh, hey, what, hey, he hey Dave, on good to see you, bro. What's up? We uh, we missed you a lot
2: so where are we at?
0: I especially missed you. <laughs> we just freaking wrapped it up, mostly. Right. <laughs> we've kind of so far we've talked about the general idea of the movie, we haven't gone into hardcore details yet. Did you give your ratings? We did. All right, do it. All right, Rate it. well, uh, first it. of all, you David's won't... here. Bow, bow, bow. Rap shout out to Dave, dude. Shout oh, Dave. out. <laughs> this is weird sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's your side now. Suck it. Dang. So what did you think about Ant-Man, Quantumania? Oh, man. What a movie. I would say it is fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lee, okay. Oh, really threw um, me there. Yeah. It was very uh, mediocre. Let's say that. Dang. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. Um, I know the ratings were pretty much poo-pooing it. One of the worst Marvel movie ratings by Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes was just smashing it. I don't agree. I don't think it's one of the worst ones. But I would say
1: I don't agree either. There's a weird thing going on I I noticed where it's like, Oh my gosh, Ant-Man's only the third highest grossing movie of the year. (laughs) Should Marvel be worried?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They've set guys, a calm down! High. <laughs> it's
1: three hundred something million dollars in a couple
0: of weeks is not is nothing to be worried about. You know what? That's another thing I wanted to touch on. But go ahead, David. What's your what's your rating? Um, what did you guys give it? You go first. I would give oh, it shoot. a blind a blind taste test. Seven
2: point <laughs> five. Wow! I gave it a seven point four. Dang! What'd you give it, Sean?
1: What did I give it
2: three out of five?
1: Six out of ten. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, very C plus average. Um. Did you guys
0: dive into the movies or the movie? A little bit. We we just talked about general stuff. He was kind of overviewing what you saw in the trailer, what happens in the beginning. Yeah, so I'll add to that. In the trailer, I felt like they made it out to be the most dramatic movie ever. They made it out to be like an Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially
1: with the the third, the newest trailer they released. It's right. very tonally different than the actual movie you will see.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, they made it out like Ant-Man's going to die and, and Cassie's going to die and then... Uh, You might die. Did you say Cassidy? Cassie. Cassie. It is Cassie. Um, So what do you think worked in this movie? This is the beginning of spoilers for those that care. So actually, it's funny
2: you asked me that. I think the best part of this movie is also the worst part of this movie. What? And that's (laughs) (laughs) Modoc. Yes. I thought Modoc was awesome. Yeah. Up until his arc... Where he's the bad guy until he's not. Right. That was the most cheesy thing I've seen in a movie. Yeah. I thought this is a great character. I like what they
0: did here. And then, oh, no, that's what you're going to do. Come on. Yeah. So we realize that MODOK is one of the main villains. You saw him in the trailer. Um, What is the acronym for MODOK, Sean? Uh, Mechanical Organism Designed Only for Killing. That's it. Yeah, and they tease it right in the beginning. They're like, they sent, he sent something dun, after dun, him. Dun, 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 He's pause. a hunter. What is he? Oh, he's he's beats, a mechanized beat, beat. designed only for killing. <laughs> yeah. Which at that point I wasn't thinking about. You know what's
1: funny is I remember him, I remember the character saying that and it was like going 100% over my head. Yeah. And I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then later you're like, oh, I, I get it now. And MODOK oh was gosh. hilarious. Yeah. Until he wasn't right, and that's kind of what I said in the beginning, where there was there were certain elements where like it was so good, and then it got to a point where it's like, okay, no more. Like you've gone too far. Right, the jokes aren't landing anymore, right. and Modoc's character arc definitely didn't uh, end on a high note. Well, and that's, that's Well they kind tried of, to. They yeah
1: yeah that's like that's the nature of maybe Marvel movies. They the characters have a problem that mostly revolves around a villain they got to defeat and in this movie <laughs> i don't know why but i cut right to you as your treatment <laughs> um anyway Dang it. they 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 have to get out of the quantum realm that's the main focus the main mission of the film but there's villains that are either going to help them get out but maybe at a price there's a cost <sighs> right uh too bad any of these deeper themes don't happen in the movie at all Yeah. in fact I realize I probably gave a little bit more credit when I was giving the summary than it deserves for how much the family dynamics actually play out into the plot
0: yeah <laughs> so we could
1: probably move into just straight
0: spoilers now. yeah I say let's do that so um... once again this is where all the spoilers begin you have been warned
1: it is no longer my fault. Kang confirmed. Kang
0: confirmed. He's in this movie. <laughs> he's in every trailer. <laughs> sure is. He's in the poster, I think. And one of the things that you that you hated was just like for sixty percent of the movie, it's just him. He's yeah. watching. I call it the pronoun game,
1: yeah. where it's like, you know, he's looking for you. Right. Who's he? Cut. <laughs> Cut to another scene. Oh. You don't want to see him. Who's him? Cut. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And it's like, it's kind of frustrating because I don't like being treated like I'm stupid. Right. Especially by both of you. Oh. But I felt like the movie, I felt like the movie was being ridiculous. Like I can't, oh. I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe that they were spending that much time pre- pretending the audience didn't know she's talking about Kang, right. especially because the prologue of the movie is Janet finding Kang in the quantum realm. Right. It's ridiculous, Austin. Why are we pretending she's not talking about Kang? Every character keeps saying, him, he, who's he? The conqueror. Like, oh my goodness, you guys, like, this isn't necessary.
0: Right. It's not a mystery. It's like, wait, you know her? Oh, then he'll want to see you. Yeah, like, it's silly. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. Honestly, here's my thoughts. The two worst characters in this movie are Janet and Cassidy. Cassie. Cassie. (laughs) Cassie. I, I don't know if her name is Cassidy or Cassandra. It's, it's, it's Cassandra. neither of those. Men. It's Cassie. Well, yeah, so, but it could be short for something, right? So, Cassie, they—you re- hated the fact that they recast her.
1: It did hurt my feelings. It only yeah. well, it, in hindsight, I realized okay, the the new actress they hired does look more like the young the girl. Young version, it does. Yeah. That is true. Sure. And I think it is fair that when they recast her, when they when they cast a an older version mm-hmm. of cassie for uh Endgame. they didn't actually consult my understanding is that the the director of the ant-man films wasn't involved in that mm. so there's a little bit of like well that might not have been his first choice and this actress maybe she's great but she maybe isn't exactly what they were looking for i just think it bums me out that the actress had to find out she wasn't recast like from like
0: news from a whatever a comic-con or something like that right that's well, just lame dude I, I honestly thought that the new actress was kind of annoying that's oh, I, I don't know why what it is about all the young actresses and actors that they're casting for this like next wave of hero mm-hmm. sure. they all kind of annoy me and she especially in this movie like she wasn't super funny she kind of was annoying. She was the whole reason they got into the mess. She's apparently a genius, but we don't really dive into that too yeah, much. That, I'm starting to realize they
1: they have a really big problem where they don't know what to do with a character unless they are an, a hyper genius. Yeah. Like, she is a teenage girl who just happens to be able to build a quantum realm communication device.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I hope that they dive into that a little more i don't think that's that's how they left it i feel like that's not
0: what happened i think maybe the kings were involved with that so then there's cassie who's kind of annoying but more annoying is janet is just by the incomparable michelle pfeiffer gosh she's just what the worst part of the whole movie (laughs) she's just stringing everybody (laughs) along the whole time and it's like if you just would have told us and i thought that you broke it down perfectly like Okay, so like you're you're afraid to tell us what happened. Right. But then we learned what happened and it's like it's nothing. Wait, that's not it's a, it's a nothing, burger. It's like the exact same thing I would do. Like you didn't right. do anything, it, you didn't compromise yourself. It's like, a non traversy. Right.
2: <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 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 It was over dramatic. Right. Constantly. You're going to the quantum realm? Yeah. Why? What, mom? <gasps> <sighs> I, just, I told you I can't tell you. I can't talk about it now. <laughs> Then they go to the quantum realm. Mom, what is this place?
0: We'll talk about it later. We gotta move. We gotta go. He's watching. I told
2: <laughs> Later. I don't have time to explain. Oh, your mother didn't tell you what happened while she was here. What? <sighs> she murdered all those people because of him. Oh man, that sounds dramatic, huh? That sounds bad. Yeah, so
0: she didn't murder. Right for 40
2: (laughs) minutes for 40 minutes they are so dramatic about her having this secret life in the quantum realm where we come to find out all she did was help a guy that was stuck there with her They both were just trying to get out of there because they were stuck there right so they built this guy's ship because he promised they can get him out right once she built the ship she touched this thing and this thing gave her these visions of what kang is and who he is and she's like oh my gosh he's a murderer I can't go home and let this guy get off the hook and I shouldn't help him. I'm not going to help him. Yeah. So I'm going to destroy this. So I destroy it. Why am I a bad person? For yeah, that? Like <laughs> I felt like if there was a if there was
1: something she did truly wrong in a moment of cowardice, right. She betrayed somebody to save herself or under pressure she she compromised and and let Kang take over the quantum realm if it just meant she could get away. Right. I get that kind of guilt and regret. But it sounds like you
0: did everything you could.
2: Yeah, right. You tried your best. Anybody would have done that in that situation. So So
0: to give a little more context for what David said, basically, Kang had this engine battery crystal. He had a ship, it it didn't have the power source. Yeah, so they were trying to figure out how do we fix this power source so we can get off this place with your cool ship uh the crystal ball battery that has to have a cool ship whatever thing is linked to him neurally so when they fixed it she touched it and when she touched it she basically saw into kang's mind so what did she do she took her pym particles and she blew that thing way up yeah because
1: just, yeah because looking into his
0: mind she could see
1: his history and i don't know right. if it was like past present future because he's kind of like a time traveling person right but she basically saw all the things he's done evil like he's conquered
0: worlds he's destroyed millions he's super bad the worst of the worst so then he reveals that he was banished there by the other Kangs the other Kangs and he was just trying to get home. Look, I'm just trying to I, like what I'll, I'll make sure that you're safe. Like nothing's bad's going to happen to you. Let's just get out of here. So she decides to take his uh, his ship engine and use the pin particles to explode it giant so that it couldn't be used anymore. And then essentially that giant, giant. Uh, no, no. She shrunk it down with the pin particles. No, she blew it up. And that's like the whole world was those revolving rings. Yeah, she oh, maybe right. She made it bigger. Right. So it's giant. And then he ends up creating this entire universe within those rings. Um, but yeah, it was, it's like just a classic thing. Like if you just sit down and take two minutes to explain what's going on, every character around you is going to know what is coming. And instead, none of them knew what was happening.
1: Yeah, for like right? a, for a high budget film like this, that has such a legacy of, of great writing leading up to these kinds of movies. I don't know what kind of oversight committee they have for MCU. A part of me was just like, I can't believe we're we're, we're watching a movie where the plot is not happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going forward because one character won't have a 30 second conversation Literally, about something. It seems seconds. really weird. Yeah. And, and part of it is, so... Like, Janet, I was hoping they were going to tell us, like, hey, she has a... She had a secret family in yeah. the quantum realm or something. I don't know. Something scandalous. Yeah.
0: Something to make her not talk. Well, she did have a relationship with Bill Murray, apparently, which was oh my kind gosh. of an awkward sequence. But anyway... That is pretty bad. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. It was you a weird co- scene. You can't come back from that. Nobody does. So, uh, Wasp, <laughs> Janet, and Hank are all together, but... Uh, Ant-Man and Ant- Cassidy Ant-Man and Cassidy Cassie. <laughs> I know I said it on purpose as a joke Good joke guys Casher <laughs> What? <laughs> so, uh-huh. so they're separate and they're trying to find each other And it's like the classic like Oh no you don't know where your friend is Well if he finds out he's here oh, He's gonna get him Well how's he gonna get him He's gonna send a hunter Who's he gonna send oh, oh, I'm a sh- mechanical organism because I know it's a killing <laughs> So MODOK is on the scene MODOK and he ends up finding them And big reveal time Who is MODOK Why does he know so much about Ant-Man and his daughter It's the guy from the first Ant-Man movie, like I predicted in our episode with TZ. That's right. Um, What's his name? I forget. Yellow Jacket. Darren. 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 Darren, Yeah. Darren. So actually, his introduction is really funny. Yeah. And it's just like classic Ant-Man back and forth where he's like, those years ago, I was a chief executive and you were the one who were my downfall. He's like, wait a second. What? Wait. What? (laughs) darren (laughs) and he takes the mask (laughs) off and it's darren and explains just like i said uh his his uh helmet was damaged and then his regulator got smashed and he went down to the quantum realm but when he went down his head was still massive (laughs) and his arms and legs are these tiny little things and it was just comical and it's like it's such a ridiculous character from the comics that that is the only way you can pull that character off right because it's just ridiculous, and they pulled it off. They that, did, and to do it in Ant-Man is the perfect scenario because you can be ridiculous with Ant-Man. And a part of me felt like it's the
1: weirdest, craziest-looking thing you've ever seen. His like weirdly f- giant face on this tiny body that looks like um, George Lopez in what was it, Sharkboy and Lavagirl? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I that's awesome. what Emily said. Yeah, Julie which no I've Rind never seen,
1: that. but I know that's <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Sean will see it one day, that's but. Awesome. It, I feel like it worked really well because the character is absolutely absurd even in the comics. I mean, he's right. ridiculous. And also the character Darren Modoc is just like so like
0: likably evil. Right. And so you kind of just like you're, you're good with it yeah and a lot of people are upset because that is not how modok is created in the comics and that's get not, over it that's not who he is in the comics that's a big redcon. what the heck mcu kevin feige killed. the integrity of this character's been compromised <laughs> i loved it i thought it was hilarious <laughs> that Was the
2: best part up until it was the worst part yeah uh, well it was also a good counterbalance to
1: kang who is like as serious as a tragic like
0: so what do you think opera. about kang
2: in this movie david you want me to go into Kang? I want you to go into Kang. So, buckle up. I read all the Kang comics. You did? What? I did. Really? Dude, ready. Kang Researcher. is insane. This character... Yeah. I know you explained it in our podcast. I did, but I didn't read the comics. Oh, my gosh. My head was hurting after, like... It's like a series I read. Right. Um, and basically, the, the main storyline is... His name is Nathaniel Reed. Right, Uh, Richards. Sorry, Richards. Richards, Uh, relative of Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic.
1: (gasps) So he is this. They don't look anything alike. He's this dude. Haven't cast a new Reed Richards yet. Michael B. (laughs)
2: Everything is Michael B. Um, yeah, so he's a relative of Michael Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: Mr. actually Fantastic. about to fight in Creed <laughs> Mr. They are, Creed 3, coming at you um, um, That's why Kang's so jacked right now Because he's yeah. also filming Creed 3 I
1: read on the Wikipedia, they're like, oh, you know uh, What's the actor's name? Something Majors mm. Jonathan Majors Yeah, Jonathan Majors, they're like, oh, Jonathan Majors you know like uh gained 40 pounds of muscle for this role i'm like yeah it wasn't for this role just no.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> happened to be i was gonna time.
2: give the movie a 7-4 and then they had that that scene where his sleeve got ripped off yeah <laughs> like, that's a 7-5 movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no dude kang the character is, is nuts it's so complex it's yeah. crazy um i don't know the route they're gonna go with the movies i don't know how they're gonna explain his character. Right. Because this is not an easy topic to right. like time travel and then you have your variants because you time traveled, but you also have different universes. Yeah. So it's there's
0: variants and multiverse. So there's past
2: future kings and there's multi universe. And Kangs. there's past future kings from the multis. Um so there is like the main head king. Kang Prime. He, he, Kang Prime, but he actually has a name. I don't remember what it is. I yeah. Um, let me look it up.
1: So but, would there be uh, are they all called Kang?
2: Yeah, so it's even, Kang. Even
1: though it's Nathaniel Richards, but is like Kang the the title or the
2: yeah, so like the
1: superhero supervillain name.
2: Yes. He goes by Kang. They're all Kang, but they all usually have um something that follows. So like there's Kang the Conqueror, that okay. was the villain of this movie. Um there's Ramatut Kang. It's like Pharaoh Kang. That's the Pharaoh Kang. We dove that's, into that. That's Ramatut.
0: He okay. is in the end credit scene. Yes. We see the Council of Kangs. Which I'll get into because that was nuts. That was awesome. That was now Dave. Um,
1: Now Dave, real quick, is it possible that there is a Kang who is colloquially, colloquially, word, colloquially known as Donkey Kang? I'm sure there is. (laughs) Is it also possible there is a uh, cranky Kang? Yes. And a Diddy Kang. And in fact, is it possible that Diddy Kang
0: has his own racing circuit
1: known as Diddy Kang Racing?
0: Yes. (laughs) Is it possible that I've played this game on N64 and never beat it because it's really hard? So actually, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is
2: coming out. And the end is rumored to be an incursion of the Diddy Kings launching Chris Pratt into the Mario world. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. That's a total (laughs) lot. That's a great time. This is the crossover we need Um, right now. But no. So, Kang. I read these comics. It's this kid from the future who has this futuristic technology. He's obsessed with history. He loves learning about it. Um, he has the technology to go back in history and experience sure. it. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. He goes back in time to the dinosaur age where he meets his future self. Right. So it's little kid Kang meeting with older Kang. And this older Kang is showing him the ropes. There's are dinosaurs everywhere. But he's showing him the ropes about this is how you have to be Kang. You can't fall in love. That
0: is the one rule. Mm. Oh, no. You cannot fall in love. So and then s- Kylo Ren runs behind them with his laser beams gun and shoots the dinosaurs out of his spaceship. That's the crossover. So that's the crossover. Sixty-five <laughs> million years. <laughs>
2: no. Um, but no. So this little king's like, okay, dude. Um, this little king doesn't have the ship. He doesn't have his armor. He just has. He just went back in time. That's the okay. only technology he has. Sure. This older king has his armor. Has he's the more experienced. So mm-hmm. little king is taking direction but this is from his him. future self. Yes. Okay that yes so this guy is a total jerk to him he is like beating his you know what he believes his theology into little king okay and telling him this is how it has to be and he's just beating him into the perfect king um so what happens because somebody did that to him so i'm getting there so what happens this little king goes out he sees this dinosaur attacking this girl it's a T Rex, and with his futuristic technology, just pops the dinosaur in the head. A T Rex with one shot, yeah. One shot, knocks him down. The girl thanks him, takes him back to her village. They celebrate, and this is where he has a celebratory, um, like, uh, markings done on his face. Oh. So the leader of the tribe puts the those things on, are... those lines on his face. And that was like a. Uh, Thank you for saving this girl in our village. Like, you will be honored with these markings. So, to fast forward to, or to tie into the movies, in the Council of Kang, our end credit scene, we get the three highest kings, And they're like, we called all the kings. They're coming. Um, Immortus. That's it. Immortus.
1: Now, these ones are the most powerful. They've achieved some kind of supernatural ability that the other ones... Right. are kind of not quite
0: all there. And they do a good job of showing you that without telling you that because there are Kangs in this stadium atmosphere. They're like in the crowd and it's Kang, but they're like going berserk yeah. and like fanboying over the other Kangs that are in the middle. Which Jon- is awesome.
2: Jonathan Majors had because like the sit. comics I read, it is a scene for scene yeah, from I heard the comics. It's a shot for shot. Shot for shot right from the comic. So yeah. that was really cool with the scroll guy. Yep. Um, but anyway, in the comic he says this girl... And this girl is known. Her name is Ravana, Ravona, or Ravana. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call her Ravona. Cassidy. For, yeah. So this Hachandra. is this girl. He starts to uh experience life with, and no! I saved her, and they. Kang, that's not celebrated the Celebrated me. I said one thing. Yeah. Don't do that. So this. he goes back to older Kang, and older Kang loses his mind and mm. says, "I told you this is the one thing you don't do." And he's like, what the heck, man? So this Kang. You're not my dad. This Kang, this older Kang is a drunk. And he drinks himself to sleep. While he's asleep, little Kang says, screw this guy. I'm taking his armor and I'm taking his ship and I'm going on throughout history to conquer oh man he taught silly. me how to conquer like but i don't necessarily agree with everything he said so they go through this it's every comic is a different time jump that he's doing mm. he goes to egypt he becomes rama Tut. sure does there's a lot of stuff with that um Ravana's there too oh and he she is moon knight in this timeline oh. so the cool thing about kang is he goes through these different universes with his ship um, so he can go back in time, go forward in time mm-hmm. with his technology, but he can also jump to multiple universes. Right. So the difference is the timeline. If uh, the F- Fantastic Four show up and defeat his king, right? He hops in his thing, goes to a different universe, knows how the Fantastic Four is going to beat him, right? Changes his game plan, conquers that timeline. Oh my god! So he learns. He goes, learns from different timelines, mm. and then so he can be successful. Right. So he falls in love with this girl, Ravana. Right. This girl um through all these different series of events she either dies mm-hmm. or doesn't see him as what he sees her so she either despises him or she dies and he Hmm. can't find a timeline where he can win her over and have her. Uh, So there's one. Just like Doctor Strange. It is just the whole thing is character shaping of who is this Kang gonna be? Right. And he's like, if I play the hero, if I help the Fantastic Four, she sees me as this. She sees me as weak and not strong enough. If I go to this timeline and I destroy the Fantastic Four, she sees me as a villain, as evil. And like, if I find the perfect balance where i help them and she sees me as strong and stuff all of a sudden she dies and i can't win her over so it's been this girl over and over and he has that guy in his head older kang don't fall in love right so he gets so angry he um actually creates um technology where he takes that ravana who's actually like kind of dead Mm. and he's trying to like take her dna and create more vault multiverse variants mm-hmm. to then give him an, an opportunity. Yeah, And she becomes a villain in some. And she becomes a mm-hmm. hero that beats him in some. And it just never works out. So he is so upset after years and years and years and years of trying to win her over. He becomes a drunk, and he decides, I'm going to go back in time and teach my young self not, not to fall in love, love. And it's a sweet loop, this comic Dang. series. It's awesome. I, I loved every part of it. Dope. But... Kang is a sweet character. So so. Um, do you think this Ravana will be in the MCU? I don't. I'm thinking maybe. Mm. I'm thinking maybe. See,
0: that might be the way they get him. Here's one of the problems with this Kang is they. they uh, what's the word for it? They demonstrate his power very quickly. He has Cassie and Ant-Man entrapped. Why can't I think of Ant-Man's name? Paul Rudd. See, that's the problem. He just turned sixty-five years old the other day. Sixty-five? No, he didn't. There's no way. He's uh, immortal. No. Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd and Cassie are in uh, this prison, and he basically just like he can he can telekinetically. He's a Sith throw them Lord. Yeah, he's he just like, he's the force. He can he's just gonna, just throw them around. He's gonna crush Cassie, and he throws uh, pins him to the wall with his Paul fingers. Rudd. Dude, <laughs> it how, him to the wall. how great
2: of an opportunity would have been for Kang to kill Cassie, yes. over and
0: over? I feel like see they didn't go dark enough with this movie. They implied his power, right? But they never demonstrated it hardcore. And I think that we're a little bit spoiled and tainted because of what happened with Thanos. Sure, that we're like, okay, this is the next ca- Thanos. What's he gonna do? And he like didn't do anything in this movie. He briefly showed his power, but then. the climax of this movie to skip ahead and skip a bunch of stuff he's fist fighting ant-man to get into the portal to leave the quantum realm his stuff was damaged they showed that well here's the thing His, his suit and powers you
1: just described for me a very interesting villain one who is perpetually plagued by loneliness mm. and no matter how much power he accrues, no matter how many worlds or people he destroys, he cannot have the one thing he wants. And it is that condemnation that drives him to do the most unimaginable evils everywhere he goes. And it's it's this tragic nature of a man who, from his own pride and selfishness, brings ruin to everything he touches. Mm-hmm. The guy we see in Quantum Mania isn't like anything like that. Right, he's right. kind of just like a monologuing morose dude, who, like Austin said, they show, they demonstrate he has the power to disintegrate people with right. just like a blast of power, like right. he just shoots lasers out of his hand and people just get just just blow up. And then <laughs> when he fights Ant Man. The Wasp and Cassie cuz she has her own ant-man suit yeah. at some point in the story. Yeah. They just kind of like get knocked around. Yeah. Maybe there's a reason. If the reason is it's because he just has a his suit is the only thing that gives him power, that to me makes him kind of a, a very fragile villain suddenly and it gives him a weakness that is like
2: painfully easy to exploit. Mhm. I think there's more to him. I think there's more to this movie than we think.
0: See, here's what I think that we're doing is mcu we we reached this pinnacle with uh, thanos and whether we like it or not that was such a long climb to get to that pinnacle and now we've dipped and now we're starting another climb another climb of like character development and here's a variant of kang what's he all about Here's another variant of Kang. What's he all about? And the problem is they made this trailer out to be like a pinnacle Thanos moment of like Ant-Man versus Kang. This is going to be so dramatic. Yeah, this is like the, the hot flashy, you know, like sizzle reel of phase five. Right. But instead, they're like, no, guys, we're still here. We're still climbing. Like, we still got a long way to go before we reach that, you know, that Kang pinnacle. And it's like, then why did you hype up this movie so much?
1: I think the weirdest thing is that at the end of the movie, they... I guess you could say they kill Kang the Conqueror. I mean, it, we I don't, think
2: that's where this is. We all don't gone. really need to. I
1: don't think it matters whether or not he really dies because it. They basically defeat him. Right. They trap him not just down. They keep him trapped in the quantum realm, but they shrink him down into the MacGuffin power source thing. Right. Um, he gets sucked into it somehow. I, again, I. I would. I would. It makes sense to me if you just said he died, and yeah. the Council of Kang at the end credits. Essentially, says they're going to get things moving forward now because the Conqueror is dead according to them from their perspective he's gone so I don't think it matters whether or not he died I think the, the result is the same but the problem with that I have is I don't necessarily feel like he's a threat at the end of that movie anymore mm-hmm. like Kang the character Kang the idea um, because he seemingly is all powerful the movie seems to again, with the pronoun game over and over and over again, they, they try to insinuate he is all powerful. I mean, he you can't even, it's not just, oh, don't mess with him. You you can't even begin to touch him. Right. And characters are terrified about even saying his name out loud. Right. But then, you know, he captures the characters, he captures the heroes. He doesn't successfully defeat any of them. In fact, the worst thing that happens to any of the heroes is Scott gets his face bun- punched in a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, he's rescued by hope and then they, Team up and defeat him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it it means that Ant-Man and the Wasp are overpowered. It just to me comes across like Kang is maybe underpowered.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and the whole ants coming in at the end. Oh, that's right. So that's oh just my seemed like that's what I was going to talk about. So this is where I feel How like insulting. There's so many things that are just like not explained. The ultimate indignity They're <laughs> being, just being defeated in by multiple. an army of ants. <laughs> so when they get sucked into the quantum realm, they do a very good job of showing you that. There's also this this whole pot of ants that gets sucked in with them. And they're not just any ants. They're really smart ants. Yeah. These well, are really smart ants. Well, hang on. They Those say, ants are really smart. They <laughs> yeah. say these
2: ants are really smart in the beginning. But then at the very end, when which did you guys mention this is like a straight up Star Wars movie? Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Which was pretty sweet. I loved the rebellion. I loved the characters in the
0: rebellion. So we didn't dive too much into that. But that's a very big theme of like. Kang is like this emperor figure. Maybe it
1: would have been better if they had John Williams do an actual score for the film, instead of whatever the music
0: was in this movie. Who did the score, David? The score? Don't tell me it was Michael Gacino. Who? My boy. Exactly. Oh! oh! No! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, He's my man. So, they just they just kind of threw in a lot of this stuff so what happened with the ants was when they got sucked into one part of the quantum realm conveniently all together the ants got sucked into some time vortex and they lived a thousand years in the course of an hour
1: yeah for them like time
0: dilation is you know crazy imbalance so these ants basically become super advanced over the course of a thousand years, because they were already really smart ants, and keep years, in mind this is not a progression so
2: through the movie no. where it shows the ants get sucked in, live their life. Yeah, there's this is not a setup things. reminder payoff. This is a
1: joke that like kind of happens at the beginning, right, and then becomes like the deus ex machina the, of the yeah. end of the movie
0: desolations <laughs> so these, <Hey. laughs> the ant X machina the only thing that they do to kind of string along is hank has a hearing aid and he keeps picking up these weird signals throughout the movie with his hearing aid turns out it was the ants trying to reach out to him so they finally reach out to him they find him and they literally become like the reason they win in the end is these super advanced ants Advanced hands. They come in and they just like destroy Kang's entire, you know, universe. Which, I mean, it was a pretty cool crescendo, but it was very much like, where the, what yeah. is, what is going on? Yeah. Well, well, these got, hands are really smart.
1: So. You have Kang who has been standing up in his watchtower for the whole movie with his hands folded behind his back, like in, in seemingly being intimidating to everybody. And then he decides, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to jump down. He starts blasting people. I mean, just killing people. Yeah. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Um, And then he starts fighting our heroes, and he just can't kill them. Right. I don't know why his blasts don't kill them, but he can't kill them. And then it's like, but then the thing is, it's like, you can't defeat me. I'm the conqueror. And then the ants come in. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> well, I think there's more to it. I think they... Tell me more. They, I want to know why I'm wrong. They very uh, dramatically uh, had some lines in the in the movie that made me think there's more to what they were saying. So a lot of the things King, King was saying was, like, I don't operate in time. I'm future. I'm past. Like, I see time differently. Right. So I think... At the very end of the movie, he gets sucked into that power surge thing. Right. Power source. um, Which, quick recap, this power source is what Janet blew up. Mm -hmm. So Kang leverages Scott Lang, Mm -hmm. which is his name. Um, Scott Lang. I just thought of it. Scott Lang. Um, He he leverages Scott Lang because he has Cassie and basically says, I'm going to kill your daughter if you don't make this thing smaller for me so I can use it. Right. So ant-man goes into it now when he goes into it now this is what i'm talking about they set something up for you Mm -hmm. going into the thing that kang gets sucked into he goes into this probability storm where he's in this absolute darkness he needs to go in there shrink this thing down but he has to go through the probability storm
0: which is all different variants of him start popping up and it's actually hilarious it is arguably the best moment not only in this movie, but I would say in phase five. Well, let <laughs> I can- You mean say the phase five that just started? Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> Austin definitely enjoyed this part. I, was, I can say. I was dying laughing the whole time. Which remind me, there is a part I have to talk about after <laughs> I talk about this. Um But Scott goes into this probability storm. He starts seeing all different versions of himself. And they're basically talking about, you know, the longer you stand there, the more your mind is going to come unwrapped. Right. And it's just like hundreds of Scots. And then you have like one Baskin Robin employee, Jack, which is an honor to his son, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Paul Rudd's son. Yep. Um, He's there and he's like, why am I here? (laughs) It's actually hilarious dude the the humor yeah. in this movie is funny because it's Noah's favorite hero yeah it actually the, he reminds me of Noah yeah Just for the sure. way he
0: jokes he for reminds sure. me of Noah um it's I love the dynamic of like all these Scots start popping up and they're you know the the main Scott that we're following he's talking to everybody on his headset but these other Scots don't have the headset like what are they saying what do we need to do what do we it's yeah. just like just mayhem of all these just like questions of what's going on? So there's a part he is surrounded by his
2: multivariance and he's starting to lose. He's starting to become like suffocated in the masses of, right. of Paul Rudd's and uh, for whatever reason Cassie knows this and reaches out to him through yeah. the force whatever. <laughs> no, over the, the intercom, <laughs> Cassie says like, Dad, Same you thing, can really. do it, which is a full circle moment Dad, for his Dad, come on!
0: We need you! Which... Is that Cassie? Cassie needs. Cassie needs us. Cassie needs us. Cassie yeah. needs us. Everybody, Cassie needs Cassie us. It's a... for Cassie.
2: Everybody, for Cassie. So all these hundreds of Scots are like, yeah, for Cassie, for Cassie, and they're like lifting our Scott up into the air. <laughs> and it's like this hilarious like it's, <laughs> moment the movie. It actually is
1: funny because it's so stupid,
2: but it's so, it takes <laughs> its so seriously. What are they doing throughout this movie? They're taking the jokes and they're subtly giving you a joke, but it has a deeper meaning. <gasps> so there's a part where they're like, how did you do it? How did you, how are you able to get it? And he said, and I think this is going to come back. He said, we all wanted the same thing. That's why we were able to accomplish our task. Mm. So, oh my King got sucked into this. He's going to be in the probability storm with his it's all coming together yeah together. with Kang's variants of mm. the Conqueror who all just want to conquer and get back they all want the same thing right so I think because they all want the same thing they're gonna the he's girl. gonna be able to come back somehow the girl. And he didn't how did Scott uh, get out of this he shrunk the powers thing with his pin particles right Kang can see past future all this he's fighting Ant-Man he knows I end up in that power source. I need to shrink it. How do I shrink it? I need pin Particles. I can't kill Ant-Man right now. Mm. Maybe he knows the future
0: because he does. Sure. It's like a classic Doctor Strange at the end of uh, Infinity War. Why did, why did he give him the stone? He had if to. If I
1: tell you what's going to happen, it won't happen. That's right. Kang knows. At least right. Doctor Strange could say that out loud. I don't know if this Kang ever in those end scenes had any kind of... I don't think there's anything the audience could get a clue on about that. I love this theory though. Yeah. I do think though it's very possible that in the future if they come back to this moment and reveal that it was his plan all along I find it very likely they might do some reshoots of that
0: Mm. and
1: like have Jonathan Majors say or do things that imply he's trying to get this to happen.
0: Sure. Instead of just like beating
1: Paul Rudd in the face over and over again. All right I mean, a little uh, bit bombastic they
0: could do the flashbacks where it's like oh this is what was going on that we didn't show in the movie dang it's just like the end of glass what's the movie called glass onion glass onion yeah i didn't see it yet um going cool i think that's a good a good call david i not not something i thought of at all but i think what we can hang our hats on is that kevin feige has a plan yeah i mean they haven't proven us wrong yet was this movie a home run no just certain aspects of it was, but man, for them to start off Phase Five, I I'm sure they have something. I'm sure there are some secret lines in there, like David was saying, where six movies from now we're going to look back and say, oh, it, it seemed really stupid back then, but now it. Wait, <laughs> wait, what? It's secretly what? what? It's secretly <laughs> stupid. Would <what'd> you say? <laughs> <laughs> we thought they were stupid. But secretly, there's a lot more going on. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were saying... like
1: I don't know. I thought you were saying... It's late. I thought you were saying, like, (laughs) you're going on this rant about how Kevin is so smart and and everything's playing out for a reason. But secretly,
2: they're stupid.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's what's going to happen. All right, Dave,
1: you said there was another scene you wanted to talk about.
2: Yeah, so probably the best part of the whole movie was... My movie-going experience. (laughs) It wasn't necessarily the movie, but my experience. Opening night is always the way to go. For sure. You get a chance to go see a Marvel movie, movie, you go opening night. Any movie. Because the the experience is unmatched. There's people there that want to be there. The hardcores are there. Yes. The day ones. The day ones. So there was a scene. This movie was very funny. Very funny. But there was parts it was not. Nope. Not at all. (coughs) So one moment in particular... There is a part where Darren sees Hope for the first time, <laughs> and Darren and Hope worked together worked together for years. Yeah. Okay. So the big thing with Hope is her hair keeps changing every movie. Okay. So this, the first this, movie, it's like this is normal, accurate, yes, whatever. So she has really short hair in this movie. When Darren sees her, he goes, "Oh, Hope, you changed your hair," and this guy in the movie theater laughed so loud it was it wasn't even like a laugh it was like a bark like (laughs) i i'm not even kidding i'm not being dramatic it was probably the hardest i've laughed in like (laughs) five years i was crying (laughs) laughing trying to hold my laugh in Because it was a dead silent theater. It wasn't a funny moment, but this guy
0: was loving every part of it. And then you were crying laughing. So then I started (laughs) hacking it up and laughing. And it was a great part. I hope one day the director and or writer of this
1: film watches this podcast and knows that that was a very rewarding moment for somebody somewhere in Southeast Michigan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whoa, you you just doxed us, dude. Oh, shoot. Dang it. Here comes the fan mail.
1: Well, the point is that the movie's funny, and yeah, that, but there's good. there's parts of it that, you, you know, that, there is a tonal problem sometimes with Marvel. I think it was the issue we have with Thor Love and Thunder. Like, yes. Come on, man. That movie is so, it has such heavy subject matter. It does.
0: And it never is taking itself seriously. It does, but I think the thing is, the tone of Thor's character has evolved so much and they just took it too far. Like, who he was in Ragnarok was, like, a really good blend of humor with serious yeah. and, like, hero versus goofball. Whereas Ant-Man is just a goofball. And in the trailers, they make him out to be freaking Captain America or Iron Man. Somebody's got to be now. and Yeah, shoot. Somebody's got to step up. But he's still Ant-Man, and it's still ridiculous. And what I said walking out of the theater was, like, uh, it was like a Star Wars movie but better is Ooh. what I said. And that's because they went super creative, uh, but Star Wars is always reined in by the fact that they can't fly off the handle. They can't be completely ridic- ridiculous and goofy, whereas Ant-Man can. So they went with, they had an alien that looked like broccoli and they have Hank Pym say, that dude looks like broccoli. There's just this ridiculous nature of it <laughs> that, that works. Uh, Whereas, like, Star Wars can never be that ridiculous. Star Wars can only put sprinkles of humor in, because if they go too far, Star Wars fandom will lose their other loving mind. First of all, how dare you? Oh? Because Jar Jar Binks was everything you described in (laughs) More.
1: And they they massacred my boy. They massacred your boy. (laughs) They did. But don't you remember in the... A devastatingly dark and tragic movie Rogue One when the guys when the when the you'll be dead guy shows up or we'll when C-3PO dead. is there yeah or when K-2SO makes jokes
0: right see they can have fun too they can have fun but they can't get ridiculous whereas ant-man ken what i was gonna say was that that scene where oh hope you change your hair Modoc is literally dying <laughs> and it's like that's what he says yeah that's right but the He's last dying. thing he says he has this like change where he ends up like uh
1: you he know. attacks kang when everybody's when like when it seems hopeless they're about to be defeated he flies in and he attacks kang to save them yeah and then essentially gets wounded
0: yeah. Fatally wounded. And he's about to die. And he basically just says, like, well, at least I became an Avenger. And Scott's like, uh, yeah, buddy, you did it. <laughs> You're on the team. <laughs> and, like, that was actually a little bit humorous, but the... Hope, oh, you changed your hair. <laughs> it's... That was, um... That, that was a going experience. But again,
1: at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, when you really think about this guy's life, it's kind of sad and tragic. You know, he's, like, been... Deformed and everything and he's like Living as this like shell of a person mm-hmm, yeah. a Mechanical organism designed only For killing now yeah. and, and he uh, was he
0: was a weapon
1: yeah he kills a lot of people In that movie he's, he he's violent dangerous except Cassie he was completely incapable of yeah. ever Killing her but Even, he, she was the no only matter one matter wanted to kill how many chances he had to kill Her he had to stop And say
0: something dramatic yeah giving her time to get away right and that their whole chase scene towards the end of the movie got ridiculous and then the end of it was just their whole dialogue was so cringy yeah and that was the point where that might
1: have been one of the things that annoyed you about cassie
0: yeah it really was and it's like modok's dialogue became really like okay this is too far juvenile and then then cassie was just like you're why am i just so annoyed with you throughout this whole movie i don't connect with you at all i'm not i'm not excited for you to be the future of marvel (gasps) i said it (laughs) oh
2: my gosh It was a cool uh, full circle moment for Ant-Man, though. The whole thing was about his daughter. It was. His whole story. So it makes sense, this movie.
0: Another part that really, in, in hindsight, was really stupid was they open up a portal to get home. Everybody runs through it. Sure. Scott's about to run through it, but he gets tackled by Kang. And Kang has every opportunity to stand up and run through that portal, but instead he decides that's it. I'm gonna instead fist fight Ant Man. Instead he decides
2: to hand to hand combat Ant Man sleeves to come maybe off. swipe some Pym particles mm, mm. for his purpose. Wow, David! On.
0: Did you think you could win?
2: <laughs> Whatever he says, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I thought you were being a Sagrera.
1: <laughs> Same thing, really. Uh classic.
2: Yeah, so, I think there was more to it, and if maybe. there isn't, this movie sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> but if there
0: is, well, job, Kevin. Well, that, Taps that, off that, a good Kevin way.
1: That and that, that ending part was almost like disastrous for me because they defeat the villain, right? Right. And um, the portal closes. Mm-hmm. It closes just... It, King is just about to run through the portal before it closes. Yep. And he's gonna get away. He's gonna get away! And then Hope comes and she, you know, gives him a full double kick. Ultimate punch <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <Ultimate> <laughs> right, punch. In the, right in the chest. And um, knocks him back. And then she comes through and the c- portal closes behind her. Yep. And they're fighting him together and they defeat him. Yeah. And they trap him in the MacGuffin. Yep. And then... Um, a bloodied and beaten Scott Lang embraces hope and they have a this kind of cute intimate moment with each other and it's like oh man they sacrifice themselves Mm-hmm-hmm. they sacrificed themselves so that the others could get away they did that's really heroic and boy now you know two Avengers and they' we're running out of them you know yeah. they're they're trapped in the quantum realm they're looking over the quantum realm yeah, and, and and the end credit scene is going to reveal that a bigger threat is on the way like oh the stakes have been raised. Except thirty seconds later, <laughs> not even the, the portal just opens and they just kind of like get out. Maybe ten seconds later, yeah, that was very disappointing. Why was that
2: so easy from the other side right. to do that? Which let me ask you guys something: when he goes back, uh, they they definitely compare the intro to the outro. Yeah, they're very similar. It's very it's, similar, but it's guy walking different. down the
1: street, monologuing or narrating his life.
2: Do you right. think the multiverse? or the universe has changed. Do you think he's in a different uh, thing Timeline. now? Oh my gosh. Timeline. Because when he, in the beginning of the movie, it's a very, again, it's through a joke. And the jokes come back right to be something more serious. It's the guy in the coffee shop. Everybody's seen it. Oh, Spider-Man. Whatever. Right. He doesn't charge him. Oh, it's on us. But then when he gets back, they charge him $12 for a coffee or whatever. Right. It's like, why is that different? Mm-hmm. There was things on the walls that were different. Mm-hmm. Then when he left, there was like a, I heart Ant-Man on the wall now or something. Right. Um, so something's different about his world. And he, ha- he has that moment too, where Kang tells him like, if you don't help me, you're in trouble. Your world is in trouble. And he's like, what, what's happening? And he's like me, a lot of me. Right. So I, th- I honestly think this is my theory that King's not dead. He's going to come back. He's just working his, uh, long game right now. Mm hmm. That Kang is the only Kang that can beat the other Kangs. Mm. Oh. And I think he comes back not as a hero, but as like the final Kang. He beats the Kangs and then becomes the final. But it's like, how do you beat Kangs? One, either Ravona, you bring her in Mm. because that's his don't fall in love. That's his one downfall. Right. Or two, thinking about it, like theoretically, if you've got, like he showed the timeline Visual in the movie, which was kind of cool, give you something to think about.
0: Yep, with all the variants. So when he
2: goes to a different universe and does something, it like it's called an incursion, and it breaks
0: it off into different branches. So it's different kings that are being created. That's more when two timelines meet is an incursion. Whereas, yeah, what you're talking about is just an which is multiverse meeting a different universe, not
2: a timeline. A timeline is a loop. Uh, it's hard to explain, it's, but yeah, and this is where it gets dicey it's also hard to understand,
0: which I don't know if I fully do. So I'll say, yeah, I, I, think, either, I think the
1: Loki series, it seemed like they were, it seems like maybe the MCU needs to refine its vocabulary about this stuff, mm. because like I said, I rewatched Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and I was surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. They were talking about multiverses in that movie and how they're actually harnessing multiverse power. Mm. that's how they use their magic i'm like oh interesting but the language is different you know because it was written many many years earlier and then you see loki season one and you go okay they're true they're very clearly explaining this phenomenon of you are a divergent or whatever it is you are a you're somebody who broke the timeline you messed it all up and it's our job to enforce keeping things the way they're supposed to be and then which, but who started all that? Yeah, the one who the he who remains that yeah. Kang,
2: he who remains, mm-hmm. which I think was the only Kang, the final Kang, your Kang Prime. It was the good Kang. Yeah, he was the only one in the universe at that mm-hmm. point, and because he was Link keeping the, the sacred timeline from any other Kangs coming into play, right? He did what he needed to do to solve the Kangs. So maybe he's the answer. Maybe they need to figure out how to get him back. But Loki killed him. So when he killed him it opened that all up again so now actually, kings are Sylvie you know that's
1: killed. actually maybe that's actually something i, I realize is uh, maybe a little bit of a problem for me is in loki that guy made it as clear as he possibly could you i this is the only time i don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. i've seen all the future i've seen everything and this is the only time i don't know what's going to happen next right and he's like giddy. he's like giddy he's so excited mm-hmm like something new finally. And so the female variant of Loki kills him. And the implication is that is now triggered something way bigger. But not necessarily if we're if we're now saying that you had to kill King the Conqueror for that to happen. Mm. So which is it?
2: Right. That's who's, what I'm saying. Who's the I, gatekeeper? I think he who remains was one continuous timeline, one universe. Um, but once he died, there's no other kings to. There's no king to stop kings. <gasps> plural there's no king manager. So now kings are getting branched off like crazy, and there's all these different kings. I think King the Conqueror is the one to conquer them all mm-hmm. and set the timeline back to a sacred one. I think that's how they end all this. Sure. Is they tie everything up? They you bring in your Tobey Maguire your Spider-Man for a movie, but then once you tie everything up, you've got your sacred Marvel. Right, You know, next story. Right. So it's just a matter of cleaning up the timelines, getting rid of the different kings.
0: It's going to be a messy uh, next eight years, I think, of Marvel. And, and again, we're we're going to get to the point where there's exhaustion. And what I said in the beginning was, I wish that this movie challenged us more intellectually. Like, it felt very shallow. Like, the whole quantum realm is one of the most complex things that MCU can introduce. And they basically just made it like, Almost like they traveled to another galaxy and we're in we're basically within this this one planet yeah like i couldn't i
1: i couldn't tell you if there's anything meaningfully different than if they were if it was just another
0: Guardians of the Galaxy exactly. experience, they're on another world exactly. We're on another planet with all these different no. Because Janet described it as well, you've got these time vortexes and you've got worlds within worlds and you galaxies within galaxies, and yet somehow you this, are a liar, this lady, <laughs> this huge complex thing. They all ended up on the same like you know twenty square mile area, right? So. I I, It felt kind of shallow, but again, maybe that's just because we're right here on phase five and the Kang pinnacle is going to be way up here, but we're just getting started. And even though we want this, we're still here. Right. And that's kind of like with uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse. You didn't like it because... It's still right here. It didn't go far enough. And the trailers made it seem like it was going to be a, whoa, like all this right. new stuff. And it's just, no, 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 we're just getting started, which sucks because we just had the, the Thanos, you know, crescendo. Right. So. Yeah, but you got to build it for it to be something. They're building it. Structurally sound. They're building it. But I, I think you've got some great theories. I'm really glad you showed up today because you know what? You knew more about this than me or Sean combined. Well, I just wanted to know more
2: about Kang. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. But after reading about him, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's actually way more complex than we think. Mm, good stuff. I can
1: relate to desperately needing a girl to right all the wrongs I've done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Sean. You know, it's actually funny, though, is your fan theory. Maybe it's actually the theory. Oh. And if it is, I actually really like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But here let me tell you how I would retcon this movie a little bit. Do it. Because there's something I felt like it was trying to set up that it, it didn't do. Mm. Imagine, I, imagine me telling you, hey, let me tell you about the... Like, oh, here's a picture of my dog. I saved his life once. Oh, <laughs> tell me more, right? <laughs> and then I go on to tell you this whole story that has nothing to do with me saving my dog. Sure. In fact, the dog dies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So here's what I thought was interesting with this movie. I'm always trying to pay attention for themes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pay attention for character change because that's a story. Right. A story is something you hear and you learn. It is a lie that reveals truth. At the end of a movie, if it was a story, you've you've figured something out. You've been given a, um, a lesson or wisdom, something that connects and touches your heart. So what I was frustrated by was the movie seemingly sets up Scott and Cassie are in a relational conflict Mm -hmm. and it has good reason one he is a uh superhero he's an avenger he's not present in her life like she wishes he would be Mm -hmm. on top of that scott has been gone from her life for five years in fact the most pivotal five years of her life that early teenage transition and now he's back but how can anything just go back to normal for her Mm -hmm. can't So you've set up and justified a really interesting character drama between these two. And like I said earlier, you have, if it's a theme, it shows up multiple places. So now you also have the same dynamic with Janet and hope because Janet has been gone for the vast majority of hope's life. And if you now have brought her back from the quantum realm, it's not as if that fixes everything or makes their relationship work. And so again, I'm watching the movie and by the time they got to the quantum realm, like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I know what the story is. I get it. You know, Janet and her, uh, her daughter are getting into an argument at the dinner table. Scott is getting into an argument with his daughter at the dinner table. This is the emotional conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to get into the external conflict later with Kang and getting outside of the quantum realm, but the real struggle of these characters is they're upset with each other and they have so much in common. And so I'm thinking the whole movie, aha, this is about abandonment issues. That's what this film is about because what is Janet so ashamed of in what she left behind in the quantum realm? She abandoned, she saved this Kang guy. She left him behind and that's causing all this pro all these problems. Mm-hmm. And then what about Modoc? He is Uh, Darren, Mm -hmm. who Scott defeated at the end of the first movie, but now the consequences of that abandoning him into the quantum world—they're coming back. And I'm like, aha! By the time Modoc was introduced, I was like, well, obviously this is this is the story. And what's going to happen is Scott has—he sees his daughter as the little girl she still was when he first when he left her. last time he saw her but she's a grown woman now she's a teenager she's getting into trouble she's getting arrested for attending protests but she's an adult a sense kind of
2: that was a cool little nugget Yeah. so
1: it's like you, you gotta like you can connect with it you're like okay scott has to learn how to see his daughter as an adult now not a little girl he has to respect her he's gotta win her trust back And then also she has to be able to forgive her dad for being gone. It wasn't his fault. She probably knows that, but she's got to let go of these hurt feelings and you can copy and paste that exact same character arc with Janet and hope. It's the same thing. And then how do you reconcile Scott with Darren? Like, Hey man, it wasn't my fault. These things happened. You were, I was just trying to defend my daughter, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, they give Modoc a redemption moment at the end of the film. So, In my mind, the parallel is still there with Janet and Kang. Mm -hmm. Like this is all about her being so ashamed of leaving things the way they were behind and it's affecting everything. So imagine my disappointment, Austin, (laughs) when there isn't any moment in this movie where the characters have to change yeah. for, the, for growth to happen. There's yeah. never any point where Scott has to learn something new about his daughter. He has to see her differently. The only thing, and you said it, Cassie's annoying because she's already got everything she needs. She's a super genius. She has her own suit. The only thing she needs to learn is how to punch better. <laughs> Right. Like there's a moment where her dad teaches her how to punch better, but that's it. Yeah. And then the, the frustrating part was when he goes down into the, um, oh, what do you call it? He goes inside the MacGuffin and yeah. there's all the different um, probability, probability storm, yeah, probability storms of him. He remembers Cassie. Right. And then, Oh, Cassie, we got to do this for Cassie. We got to do this for Cassie. And I'm thinking the question of whether or not he loves his daughter was never at stake right that's not what this story is about it's not about whether or not he loves his daughter it's about whether or not he has the capacity to see his daughter grow up and take care of herself because seemingly that's what um, that's what phase four and five should be about right like we're trying to pass the baton on to the next generation of heroes right they didn't do this they did none of this right none of this happened the movie The movie has, like, Cassie and Scott just kind of hug each other and make a joke about, like, oh, you're so big now.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, well, yeah, but are you going to say more, Scott? I mean, you you didn't have to learn anything. (laughs) You didn't have to learn how to be a better father. Janet didn't have to learn how to be a better mother. You
0: know what he should do? He should watch Avatar Way of Water. (laughs) Exactly. It all All comes back. I'm going to give Sean his birthday present now. Oh, my gosh. On Cam. so, the worst part about Avatar Way of Water was the best part about Ant and oh that was gosh. the broccoli heads.
1: I <laughs> couldn't stand the one in Avatar,
2: but I liked the one. <laughs> what is
1: this? Oh my gosh. Oh, look, it's a. I forgot I was on the wrong camera. Look, it's the thing.
0: The chick who dated the Jawas.
1: She dated Jawas? Yeah, I
0: remember? That's Dang. gross. It was. Oh, there's more! Dang, Here. dude, that Lego set goes hard. Dude, that Lego set. Oh. Them minifigs.
2: Which fun I fact? I wrapped it
0: for you. Oh. Uh, we actually, got Jeffrey from wrapped it in for two you.
2: days. What? Mandalorian comes out. Oh my gosh! Season three. We'll get into that at the end. Um, but Sean, I liked what you said about
0: Sean. Sean, it's Sean. a girlfriend. Oh no, that's not what it is, Sean. Don't oh. get your hopes up. A, it's in a box. It's a more Lego. Dave, what is it's it? It's not just more Lego. It's the Lego that you asked for it's six Bo- episodes ago. It's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett's helmet. It's his. God- is it? Is it the new one or the old one? It's
1: his goddamn severed head.
0: <laughs> Look. I wanted you to have his head. His head. Oh my god. On a pike. It's the OG. That's pretty sweet. Can't believe it.
1: Yeah, wow. those are legit. I am a wealthy man. You are now. I like. I that. have a wealth of good friends.
0: That's us, you're talking I don't even about, need to right? open
1: I don't even need to open these other booster packs to
2: make myself feel better. Open
1: them, Sean. <laughs> All right, we'll do that in a moment. Anything else you guys want to say about Ant Man Quantumania?
2: Yeah, I like the uh, the little nugget of like she was fighting the protest or the police or whatever. But they set up this idea that like there's like this post blip homeless problem. Yeah. Because people were gone for five years because of the blip and right. then showed up and people had Taken their houses because mm. they were gone, right? So they have nowhere to live. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's, touch- like, yeah. it's cool how they're like introducing like the problems that go with what happened. Yeah,
1: mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier touches on that a little bit. Like the villains, the antagonists in that show were uh, basically people who had been displaced or had society kind of run them over after the after everything had happened, and they mm. were not happy about it.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean oh. that's like they kind of just do it in the movie, and like there's not enough time in the movie to talk about all the ripples that that creates right uh but yeah like like my little brother is now older than me right like, you know like there's <laughs> that's like so a, weird i think that's from the spider-man movie and like yeah there's some really some some unique and then one other into. thing i want to mention about the movie uh
2: it opens up with his book him reading his book yeah his book is actually going on sale
0: in September. Like that book you can read. Oh my gosh. So that might be cool.
1: Look out for the little guy.
0: Yeah. We should do a, a live reading. Um, so what's next in the MCU? What's the next uh, movie, Sean? Guardians. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's right. How many people are going to that? Unless they tie in the Mandalorian Season 3 as well. Oh, oh my gosh. I hope so you the Mario crossover. Galaxy. If that was a great connection, David. The Donkey King. Um we didn't talk about the other end credit scene where it's Loki with what's Mo- his face? Mo- Mobius. Mobius and they are back in time like 1901 era and it is Kang doing a demonstration of a time machine and he's yeah. like, that's him, that's him. Yeah, and Mobius is like, "What? That guy right there?" And he's like setting up season that's 2 him. So, I like that. So uh And
1: that's uh, that that guy has a name.
0: Victor, Victor Timely, so in That's the comics, right. Victor Timely, in the comics after Fantastic Four defeats him as Ramatut, he goes back as Victor Timely. So some people were theorizing maybe the king that got defeated, maybe the conqueror that got defeated is Victor Timely, but I like your theory way more than that theory.
2: I think Victor Timely ends up creating the TVA.
0: Ah. I think that's what they're going with. So maybe they're going back to try to stop it from even starting it. Or right cuz they wrecked it. He had it yeah. it
2: was already built. The TVA was already built season 1 of Loki. Yeah. It, it to me seems like they're going back in time to to so maybe, maybe <laughs> cuz Sylvie uh, or whatever fudged, fudged it up.
0: Sylvie, Sylvie, Sylvie. Um you sent me something interesting about the new Spider-Man movie today. Oh, with Tommy Halls. Yeah, it's
2: rumored Tom Holland's going
0: to show up in the new
2: uh, Across the Spider-Verse. At this point, it better be more than a rumor. It better happen, otherwise, yeah. boy. Live action Tom Holland. That'd be kind of weird in that movie. Should, it would be. I think that's an end credit. Oh. Miles Morales comes into the MCU, not Tom Holland goes into that. If that's they brought guess.
0: in a live action, but or are they Michael just Michael B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan plays every African American hero in our entire existence. Uh, but will they bring in a cartoon Miles Morales into the real world? No, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I
1: don't know if I can get I, I I can put up with a lot. I don't know if I can put up with a Space
0: Jam, Space TV. Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. LeBron James is miles promised. Oh oh <laughs> Anything else we want to touch on? We got Mando coming out
2: in two days. Yep.
1: And I actually had no idea about that. And now I can't
2: even breathe. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Bad Batch has been gone. Bad Have you Batch. been watching that, Sean? Heck no. Sean's not about that. It's funny because it's like, it's
0: either... You go up and down on it a lot. That's for sure.
2: That's what I'm saying. It's either amazing
0: or it sucks. Like, so remember, there's no in between. Remember I was saying like, yeah, they're kind of stuck in this thing where they're just doing side missions for Sid. So that literally, all the episodes are, that are, meh, are side missions that they were sent by Sid. Okay. There's a three episode arc where they have nothing to do with Sid. It's like, eh, Sid doesn't really have anything for us. So let's go do this. That is the most interesting part of the whole season. So in this last episode, Sid sends them out. They get stuck. They Mm -hmm. call her for help. And she's like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. maybe I can get somebody out there in a few days to pick you up. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they like flat out don't have enough food for a few days. They're like, we're stuck. We need your help. You sent us on this. And she's like, "Eh, I'll let you know. And she hangs up. So like the tension is building with Sid of like, is she really going to like, does she really care for them? Or is she just gonna drop them um, is she gonna betray them and like the distrust of Sid is starting to grow which is totally fine with me because she kind of sucks anyway and I want them to move on from. do we her. know who she's voiced by it bothers me every time I hear it I'm like yeah, who is that It's it's definitely somebody you would know but I don't know but it's that Laura Bailey probably She voices everyone. Oh my gosh, maybe.
2: It's not necessarily the Bad Batch that makes this show. It's the Empire and what they're doing.
1: Dang, they're so evil. Somebody needs to put a stop to them.
2: There's a part where the good guys finally beat the bad guy, and Palpatine shows up, and you're like, they did it. Like, they finally are going to show some corruption, and Palpatine just manipulates the heck out of it. Just
0: freaking plays right into his hand. It is like... The perfect Palpatine. Like, we did it. We got him. We we tricked him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I thought you would do that. Okay, here's what we're going to do instead.
1: Man, it's so easy when your villain's omniscient and you write him that way. Oh, dang. Got him. Got Actually, me. before we go, before we wrap up, are there are two do? things I feel like have to be said about Ant-Man. One, I lost count of how many times a character is being escorted down a hallway by guards and successfully stomps on their foot or like elbows them in
2: the rib or something and then gets away. Steals their gun. Pew, pew. And you saying that just triggered the poor video editors. Uh Oh, how many times were they like, all right, Carl, your job today is to take his mask off on this scene, this scene, this scene, this scene, this (laughs) scene, scene. every 10 seconds
0: we need it on and off.
1: It's like they couldn't, it's like they, they forbid the actor to say a
0: line if his face was covered. Right. right. That's actually our buddy Matt said that. He's like, I feel like this movie, they like took his helmet off like way yeah. more than he usually does.
2: I noticed every time they'd get hit, their helmet would come off. All right, put the helmet <laughs> back on go. <laughs> <laughs> like... And the yeah.
1: final thing I felt like needs to be said, this movie does not have Louise, or is it Lewis, Yeah, doing yeah. a recap Yeah, of the MCU thus far. Talk about a swing and a miss. I can't believe it. And I had been looking forward to that for like five years. Dang, they did have uh, the Russian guy. You know, Louis. Yeah, 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 he yeah. voices. Yeah, uh, he voices. He voiced the uh, slimy, weird-looking gelatin guy.
2: That guy was just that weird. Guy was really weird. <laughs> but it was. I funny. have a hole
0: now. <laughs> and which, then he eats that guy. Yeah, which like, I had no idea you could do that. That. So we talked on the drink the gloop that was or drink the goop. What did Ooze, the Ooze, drink the ooze. Drink the ooze. Drink the ooze. you nin- have
1: to drink the ooze. Just like Teenage
0: Mutant Ninja Turtles too.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, no, Paul funny. Rudd is great. He's so funny. I, I the movie was mediocre, but I, I'll tell you what, I like Ant Man more than I like most superheroes.
0: I feel like Ant Man in this movie was awesome. And there was just so many moving parts around him that were not. Yeah. I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's the man. Apparently, he just celebrated his 65th birthday. Yeah,
1: man, he looks great. He looks looks great for 82.
0: Oh, my God. Well,
1: I'm so sad about the Luis not having a montage that I'm going to open this pack to make myself feel better. Pack, 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 pack. I'm sorry, it's loud. What is that? Viewers at home.
0: Magic the Gav. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, you know, an evolved Spinoderm.
0: What? Yeah, that's not good. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Episode 32. This has been a blast. I'm glad David showed up and dropped some massive Kang knowledge. Yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. Looking and I, forward
1: to next week. We and I eat. did a
0: Kang roundup episode, and I didn't even read any yeah, of that. That's be, why it, uh, it pays to read the comics.
1: Looks like we might find out a little bit more about Kang in the uh, next movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe. Might we'll be see. something there. We'll see. Still really weirded out that the the Shang-Chi End credit scene hasn't had any
0: resolve Uh. yet. Good news for you, the audience. I did watch Shang Chi. It is crossed off my list. You did. I was disappointed though because Sean was like, "You got to watch it. You got everything I'm reading says you got to see it before Ant Man." Well, that was a pure lie. The that other thing that was a lie a was lie David right was like, "Don't worry, it's like a kung fu version of Batman." So I'm thinking, "In Lord of the Rings." And Lord of the Rings. So I'm thinking, like, sweet, he's like a vigilante. Like he's like, oh, he's he's got kind of this dark side to him, but he also has like strict rules. A 62 No, it was more like Godzilla meets Jackie Chan because at the end is dragons fighting each other it came out of nowhere but anyway uh shang chi was great i really liked it it was like batman begins where he's being trained by razo ghoul see that's what i meant yeah but you didn't explain that well enough. because i don't want like, he is
2: batman <laughs> i don't want to spoil it
0: <laughs> so anyway you didn't explain it very well dave it's your fault um i liked ant-man more than i like shang chi but i did like shang chi uh so anyway i enjoyed ant-man i will say it wasn't a better movie, but I enjoyed it more and yeah. I laughed a lot more. So, anywho, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, if you didn't comment or like anything, do those stuff and subscribe to us. If you are listening on Spotify, thank you for listening. But I oh, will say- this just in. I got the other
1: Excel sign of Atraxa, which is the Commander in the commander sets. So I don't need to need I don't even need to buy that commander box because I got the people who know Magic
0: the Gathering will know what I'm talking about. That's good Sean. I'm happy That's huge. You. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for them. If they're listening, thank you. If you are not watching though, you're missing out because Sean is about to spend 97 hours editing this video because oh my David gosh. dropped 17 references in a 10 second span <laughs> and Sean has to put all those elements. In, I have so to read all of the King comics to, <laughs> to edit the taps video. Taps off to Sean. Uh, he does a great job. Let's add some more videos. real quick. Carl, we Weezer from Jimmy
2: News. I
1: don't feel so good.
2: I can't even think of anything Uh, else.
0: uh, Do a Carl Weezer montage. And so our YouTube videos are great. And it's all because of Sean. So taps off to Sean. He's an amazing editor. And we really, really appreciate his efforts. So like, comment, subscribe. Join the 99 nerds. Join us. We're almost at 99 subscribers. If you become the 99 subscribers, I will personally email you. <laughs> what are we gonna do for that when we reach 99, dude? I don't even know. I
1: think we should do a face reveal of who? <laughs> Just us.
0: Um, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. And uh, so, anyway, that will wrap things up. We appreciate 32. you guys. Let's get halfway to 99. there. To a, a Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> Dang, what do we... Dude, episode 64 should just be... A, we should just place N64 the whole time. There you go. I'm stoked for that. Top. So half... Yeah, we'll do that. Halfway to that and... we uh, planned out for
1: like another year and a half.
0: Half a year. Okay. We're about to crank episodes and I'm going to make you edit all of them. All Thank right. you for listening and uh, that'll do it. Peace! <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>